0: book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com that's join
1: this week on the podcast i'm wrestling in both milwaukee and texas chavo guerrero joins me on some shows porn star jesse jane is my manager and my mom that's a hell of a segue there my mom watches may young give birth to a hand
2: enjoy the show this is the art of wrestling with professional wrestler colt cabana
1: all right, how you guys doing? Come on in, sit down, relax. You're about to listen to The Art of Wrestling, a professional wrestling podcast. It's a life podcast. It's personal journals It's an entryway into the minds and souls, the hearts, and the lives of the people involved in the world of professional wrestling. I am your host. My name is Cole Cabana. I'm a Midwest boy. I'm a workout boy. I'm a, I'm a podcaster. I'm an entertainer. Most importantly, though, I am a professional wrestler, and I'm coming to you live from my studio apartment in Chicago, Illinois. Hey, before we go any further, this is a fan-supported and listener-supported podcast, supported by people just like you. Give it to you free of charge every single Thursday. Coltcommander.com, Stitcher, SoundCloud, wherever you get your podcast from. A couple great ways that you could support. Rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes. Tell a friend. Tweet it out. Facebook it out. Instagram story it out. Best way that you could support. Coltmerch.com, digitalcolt.com, t-shirts, buttons, pictures, posters, DVDs, the Wrestling Road Diary documentaries. I got a children's book called Wrestling Dreams. It's all available. Great way to support. Coltmerch dot com what a fun week of professional wrestling for yours truly milwaukee and texas very odd i did two shows in milwaukee two shows in texas all very very different shows and i think that's the fun part of this kind of life one minute you're wrestling in china the next minute you're wrestling in a shitty little bar in a bad part of town in milwaukee wisconsin the first show i did was a thursday which it's always good as a professional wrestler. You always want to take those gigs. If you're a promoter and you want some of the stars in the world of professional wrestling, if you don't want to go against a lot of the big events or even the comedy or movies or whatever it might be, you put on a Thursday show. You'll always get the talent. And that's what happened with my friend Dysfunction, Kurt Kruger, a.k.a. The Weed Man. I don't know if I should blow his cover, but he runs shop up in Milwaukee. I went to this little show that he ran, and self-admittedly little show that he ran. It was fun. People were into it. He had a nice little crowd. I think the most fun part for me is seeing the family of Milwaukee wrestlers. One of the first promotions I ever wrestled for was called Mid-American Wrestling. You could see my tryout match with me and Punk in January 2000 at the Knights of Columbus in West Allis, Wisconsin. And there was a crew. There was a Wisconsin crew. And I think the cool thing is, is that I come and I do a show almost 20 years later, And I see the same guys. I mean, a lot of them aren't in the ring, but they're hanging out. They're part of the community. Colonel Blatnick, Derek St. Holmes, Archangel Vincent was the referee. Barfly Mike is still there hanging out. Scotty DeMarcus. I mean, these are just people that were part of the scene 20 years ago, and they're still part of the scene. And uh, I think that's what's great about wrestling is you always – it's like cheers. You always have a family. And dysfunction – was like me. He was a young guy in that kind of group of those people that were around, and now he is like the king of this scene, and he's running a show.
3: You right now, you are at a R-rated professional wrestling show, where all words are legal except for obviously. See you next Thursday and things of that extreme Did you nature. You say see you next Thursday? I uh, know. See no. you next
1: Tuesday. And like...
3: Tuesday, Thursday. Well, hey,
1: uh, either or. Tomato, okay. tomato, right? Well, I think that the idea was to explain. Uh, it's like I'm doing all different types of shows, and this is the ultimate... like. Oh,
3: okay. Well, this is an adult show. We completely advertise it as an adult show.
1: And so we're just like in this crappy bar in Milwaukee. It's a crappy
3: bar in Milwaukee. Um, I love it, though. It's very gritty. I have my group of local fellas who come here and work their ass off, and we draw pretty decent, and I'm pretty happy
1: with it, man. Yeah, it's a packed little,
3: like, yeah, yeah, little um,
1: place. Like, tomorrow I'm doing Turner Hall. Sure,
3: yeah, with which, this Velo, Zello, I'm not sure what it's called.
1: Which is a giant place. Yeah, and that's then, a huge venue. And this is the difference between these places.
3: Yeah, like, for me, I like a smaller scale show. A lot of guys want to try to do big stuff, and I'm just, I like my small little corner. I get to book it, do what I want, make a little coin, have some fun. I still wrestle, you know, all over Wisconsin. A
1: little bit Illinois, but not much. Do you like promoting?
3: A little bit. It's gotten a lot easier now that I have a, a be- fan base.
1: Because I right? I, I, wrestled you as a wrestler. Oh, yeah. Well, it was my
3: third match, dude. 17 <laughs> years old. <laughs> well,
1: thanks for putting me on your show. Hey, man,
3: I love having you. You're one of my boys. He said I've known you since I was, what, 17? So we have a story past. And you're one of my favorite people in the whole world. So it's an honor to be on your show. Thank Yay. you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Love you.
1: It's Friday morning. I just uh, I'm a, I'm still a little jet lag from the China tour and the Japan tour all together, so I got up around six thirty, sat around. I went to Denny's, got some breakfast. Now I'm back in my hotel room and I'm sitting in this travel lodge. It's just um, it's just a gross hotel, and I decided I didn't want to drive back to Chicago. So I would just use my points and get a hotel and I just get the cheapest hotel. And um, I don't understand, I I have the points. Instead of 5,000 points, I could use 8,000 points and get like something that's not this disgusting. But I just won't allow myself to do it. I'm a bargain hunter. I have to get the cheapest. I don't know what it says about me, if it's good or bad. I slept with my shirt on because I just didn't want to, like, touch. And I'm not a germaphobe. I just do not want to touch this bed or this room. But now I'm back in the room because there's a 12 o'clock checkout. And then I'm going to meet up with Silas Young with some weights and then waste some more time and go wrestle tonight at her uh, home. Well, I came up in Milwaukee. I stayed in Milwaukee. I said I was going to go see Silas. And like how it works is like, oh, I'm <laughs> in a local town of a guy who lives here. And I'll be like, oh, I can get a free gym workout, which Silas will attest to is something you do. And if you're Cole Cabana, you definitely do because you don't want to
2: pay for a gym workout, right? Absolutely, especially when you're the cheapest man in <laughs> pro <pearl> wrestling, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> and I just talked about not getting a nice hotel in I stated that
1: travel lodge, it was.
2: I think that that might be, like, one of the prostitute hotels in town, possibly. Is is it a known one? Uh, I I think so. Like, there's definitely cops there, and I think I've seen it on the news for prostitution bus before, so.
1: No wonder it was so cheap. So, uh, you're the last real man. Yeah. And when he said, oh, come to Brickyard Gym, and this is what I show up to. I mean, can you explain this place to us?
2: I mean, this is, like, the type of gym that you would see on an 80s movie, like in a... like an 80s Rocky, uh, you know, little montage leading up to the fight training scene type thing. It's uh, The equipment is most definitely from the 1970s, possibly older. Yeah, because I, like, I mean, I was in high school, 94 to 98, and
1: it just reminds me of the gym equipment that was in our high school, which was probably not new gym equipment. Right. So this, is, this kind of threw me back to, to my, like, teenage years <laughs> a little bit.
2: Yeah, it's funny. I mean, I, I don't know if you noticed the mats over there, but... I mean, people always comment here about, you know, why doesn't the owner buy new mats? And I said, well, those are new. They're new to us. But I mean, they honestly are probably like the oldest gym mats ever. Like, you know, they probably got thrown out by some school like 20 years ago and he somehow got his hands on them.
1: Which I can appreciate also. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Like I walked in here, no one was checking. Do you work here? Uh, I mean, I'm not technically an employee, but I've like trained people out of here for like the last 10, 11, 12 years. So uh, the guy that owns a place, like, if you look up on the wall, he has, like, his hours, and it's really ridiculous. It's like I get here around 7 a.m. on weekdays and at 8 oh a.m. on Saturdays. I leave for lunch as early as 10, 30, or 11, depending on when Paulie gets here. Like, I mean, his guy, like, literally, like, he was for, the, like, the last month was, like, in Florida and then went to Europe. And he just, like, has people that open the place and close the place. And, like, it just... How does he do business? So, so I've asked him before. I said, don't you worry about people stealing. And he said, well, I figure... If I have to pay an employee, it's going to cost me more to pay an employee than what I'm going to lose in stolen products. There's literally no one who works here. There's no one that works here. There's no employees. Yeah, like this just, he just depends on guys like me or like this Dave guy over here who trained people here to like just kind of watch the place, so. It's unreal. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, he lets us train people out of here for free, too, which is unheard of, you know. This place is such a throwback and it's not little, it's a it's a big place, and not downtown Milwaukee, but kind of It's like, uh, it's Bayview, it's like the hip uh, hipster neighborhood one of the hipper areas in Milwaukee, so yeah. yeah. That's pretty crazy, well thanks for the workout. Man. Yeah, of course, anytime, man. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs>
4: More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really?
5: Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky?
4: I never win and tell.
5: Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: I was going to go do something productive after I worked out, but I remember that the show was across the street from where the Milwaukee Bucks play professional basketball and there was a playoff game so I knew that parking was going to be like 60 I I saw some signs later 50 60 75 dollars for parking which is just ridiculous but I remember wrestling there before for ring of honor and there was some good street parking but you had to get there kind of early So I think the theme of this show, cheap old me, I went there early. It was a metered spot. You can only be at the meter for two hours. I got there two and a half hours early, so I just sat in my car a little bit and put three bucks in the meter, and I was good to go for the night. Another trick of the trade from Old Cabana. Got to the Zello Pro Show. A lot of people there. Hey, the cool thing about Zello Pro is they're really, really emphasizing women's wrestling. I can't hate on that. The two shows I've been there, the women have main events of the show, and I'm going to do another show in Chicago for them, May 20th, at Joe's on Weed, and I'm hoping women headline that one also. I got an opportunity to see my friend Chelsea Green, who is uh, partners with Zack Ryder, and I follow Zack Ryder on Instagram. And I had to ask Chelsea about this new lifestyle that she's seemed to pick up. Chelsea, I want to know...
7: My dirty, dirty secrets?
1: No. I I, I mean... I guess this will only work for people that follow your boyfriend's Instagram.
7: Which is a lot of people. A lot of people. But I just see you
1: going to all these places. Tell me about...
7: <laughs> Life's good as tell Mrs. Ryder. <laughs> oh, Disneyland. Okay, I'm telling you, like tell me about
1: these figures. Do you know anything about these figures?
7: Well, I do now. You <laughs> have to once you're surrounded by them. It's like a freaking nightmare. You wake up, they're there. Do Go you to sleep, figure? they're Did you there. Get an impact figure? No, but people make me them. And Is then he, has he them? Yes, yes. Are they, are oh they yeah. In the case no, cabinet. no, they they play beside each other. Like his figure and my figure, they're, they are standing does next to weddings? each other. Yes. He does it all. Are you kidding me? We have weddings in the rings that he buys. Yeah. We now have a seven foot tall Han Solo sculpture okay. in our front entrance. So that's really, it's absolutely terrifying. <laughs> Great thing to walk into when How it's many times dark you to out. Disney? This month? Yeah. <laughs> this month, like four okay. times. I like, hi, Chelsea. No, they're like, Oh my god, hi Zach And oh, oh, hi Zach's girlfriend Who's Snow White says this? Yeah <laughs> They all loved him They Oh yeah, they called him um, Prince Charming And something about his scruff They made him They made nicknames up Like, yeah I'll have to ask him It was were,
1: innovative Were you obsessed with anything as a kid?
7: Not like this. No, I don't think anyone's obsessed like this. I'm I was obsessed with like going outside and playing in the dirt. Like kick the can and stuff, not collecting 10,000 figures and then at 32 years old continuing to collect those figures. He sold and resold his figures.
1: I mean, I, I remember in OVW when he yeah, he had all the LJN's and then he had to rebuy all
7: the yes. LJNs. Yes, that's, so that's like his thing. Yeah. I don't know what it is. No,
1: you're in it. You're all in
7: for No, I'm in deep. Yeah. <laughs> there's no going back. Now <laughs> I set them up, I unbox them, <laughs> I put them up, I make sure that they're in line on the shelf.
1: But I mean, you didn't even play with, with these
7: things as a kid. No, god no. No. I don't know a thing about oh, them. What? what? Aside about, like, from there's a man that costs a lot of money who has yellow pants and then another man who costs a lot of money who has green pants. Well that's
1: a variance. Don't you know about the variants
7: now? Yes. <laughs> right. Yes, I've learned quickly. Well, I mean it's fun to fun to watch. <laughs> it's fun to watch. Thank it's not you. fun for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, what a life I live.
1: Hey, yeah, that show is a loaded show. I I wrestled Robbie E. That was very fun. We were the opener, in and out. A girl from high school showed up. I didn't know she was gonna show up. And I normally don't really tell people I know from like my childhood about shows I'm doing especially if I don't know if anyone's going to be there and very early it was a very light house and I was very scared that she's going to be like oh this is what he's doing almost 38 years old with his life Uh, but eventually it filled up and it was a very nice crowd and I had a very nice match with Robbie E like I said it was a loaded show DJ Z was also there and you think DJ Z how are your injuries coming along I hope well the answer is no they are not Tell me what's wrong with you now. <laughs> I don't know. I'm falling apart. Let's see let's hear the list. Last time you were on, you recovered after being in Mexico. Uh, I time. mean, okay. Put it this way, I went like 14 years with
6: never getting injured in wrestling, and in the last two years, I've had about 14 years worth of
1: injuries in those. I mean, last in two our years, podcast yeah. we celebrated that you were back. Yeah. I know. You weren't gonna be you were you were fresh. Yeah. You were you're going to pay the hospital bills forever. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. But now, uh, give me the list.
6: Okay, so back in December, I ruptured four discs in my neck. So I had to sit out for two months, came back. Neck wasn't even fully healed, and I came back because I got bills to pay. And uh, I don't know, man. Last week, I did a, a tope con helo over the ropes, and my back just gave out. So I got a pinch nerve in my lower back, and then tonight I got – Dropped on my neck and now my neck's hurting. Thanks for the bio
1: freeze, by the way. What do you think the next thing's gonna be? I'm hoping there is no more next. Come on, things. you know there's gonna no, be. Oh, no, there's not, your man. Toes? Don't <laughs> yes. Your nose? Uh, no, I,
6: nothing. I'm, I'm, I'm playing it safe now. I'm sorry, guys. No more crazy stunts and high flying stuff. I'm taking it easy
1: now, guys. All right, good luck to you and your body.
4: Say goodbye
1: It's 11.45 I've left the show It was a fun show Uh, I have to drive back to Chicago tonight From Milwaukee It's about an hour and a half drive So I'll probably get get home around 1 o'clock Then I have to get up For a 10 o'clock flight to Dallas, Texas Tomorrow morning I'm already extremely tired right now Like I said, I woke up at about 6am When I was younger I couldn't fathom the idea of driving alone. Always needed a road partner. Always needed somebody. But now I love the idea of driving alone. Oh, it's the best. I don't want anyone bothering me. I can... I can stop whenever I want. I can do... I can do. Hey, look at me. I'm a grown-up. I can do whatever I want. Life on the road by yourself. A lot of people would just get into some debaucherous stuff. But for me, that's like eating a whole bag of popcorn, which I'm not gonna do, because we're staying healthy. And I was heading to Dallas, Dallas, Texas, for a Dallas Denton shot for Imperial Wrestling Revolution. I was excited. I knew the Von Erich boys were going to be on the show. Marshall and Russ, uh, who I had toured with in Pro Wrestling Noah in Japan. And they live in Hawaii, but sometimes they come to Texas to do a little wrestling. And they go to Israel, too. But Texas is uh, where that Von Erich legacy holds true. And we get to the building, the very first building. And it's a a very funny (laughs) building. It's an interesting building. And instead of myself describing it, I'll let Eugene describe it for you. We
8: are deep in the heart of Texas. We are in Dallas, not far from where the sportatorium used to be. Yeah,
1: but tell me about this
8: place. This building looks like Christmas lights all over the ceiling. And it looks like we're on the set of Hee Haw. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there should be some kind of woman in a funky hat and like some banjos playing or something. And uh, there's a, a sign for the most wanted in the West over there. We got a barn over here. We got uh, Grand old Opry. Did you see this human diorama over here? Yes, I saw that, and, and uh, William H. Bonney still wanted here. If we find him, we could get uh, $1,000. I feel this is like off
1: the set of Six, Cla- Six Flags Great America. <laughs> uh, I, I guess the idea is, or at least for my show, is the appreciation of independent wrestling. I mean, I feel this like sums it up. This is a really great place.
8: The energy in here is to the roof. You know, the barn doors are getting ready to blow open over here. I mean, we got Mima over there selling her canned goods. I mean, this is, this is the place to be if you're in the central, north-central Dallas metropolitan area. You know, Dallas is the fourth most populous city in the country.
1: I did not know that.
8: And it has the, uh, sorry, excuse me, is the ninth most populous city in the country. But you're way the, off. It has the fourth
1: largest LGBT community. Very nice. Yes. Um, and then to sum off the southernness of this, uh, Jim Ross is just sitting in the corner, isn't he? <laughs> yes,
8: yes, yee There it is. By damn, uh, by God, by damn, by God, that woman's got a family. <laughs>
1: <laughs> the show was fun, a lot of stars on that show. Trevor Murdoch was there, Jim Ross was there, and Jim Ross, I think because it was a drive, had more bottles of barbecue sauce than I had ever seen in my entire life. What a display he had. I should've taken a picture, I didn't take a picture. I wrestled a guy named Malico, who's been doing it a couple years on the Texas scene. He dresses like kind of like a demented clown, kind of crazy. But I think he's an interesting character. There's so many characters in wrestling. I think that's the key to this podcast and what I've learned over the years is how different we are from everybody. And I thought I'd uh, talk to Malico to tell his own story.
9: So I was actually just born with one leg. So it's something that I don't use in the gimmick or anything like that. But uh I, I grew up a really big fan of the Undertaker and Jeff Hardy, and very like uh, enigmatic characters and things like that.
1: And you're always jealous of their two legs.
9: Uh, obviously, yeah, yeah, and they they have two feet. Oh, I mean, what my are you can do with that, yeah, yeah. That's one thing I always want to drop the tombstone, but my knees aren't level, so I'm like, I'm not doing that. I'll kill somebody. <laughs> yeah, going to train and wrestle. You were like, yeah, I could do this. Oh, absolutely, yeah. I mean, Zach Gowan was in there when i was a kid so i saw this guy who didn't have a leg at the hip and i only like i have most of my other leg i'm just missing a little bit below the knee so i already was like oh, i'm already ahead of the game on him but yeah I'm, I'm the youngest of six so uh i grew up with brothers that never let me they never held back on me and being fans of wrestling we we're super kicking frying pans in each other's teeth and things like that so I, I never really thought, like, I can't do this because of my leg, you know, because I played football growing up, I wrestled in high school, did all those I things. I always,
1: for me, it was like, when I saw Barry Horowitz, Jewish wrestler, I was like, wait, Jew, wait Jews can be pro
9: wrestlers. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it, it was the I same thing. I that kind of clicked with me. Yeah, but I, I wouldn't call him an inspiration, more as, like, a realization. Yeah. I just grew up to really learn how to use it as an advantage in sports entertainment. A guy who can move like I can with one leg, like, that's my calling. So, and it's something, I'm going to use it down the road. I haven't used it yet. I have a lot of plans for it. I actually have a whole secondary move set for when I take it off that just really fits with the gimmick. The second
1: half of your career. Yeah,
9: yeah, right? Yeah. Just whenever I decide to pull the trigger on it. But I really want to establish myself as a performer before I fall back on that. Because I don't want to be known as the one-legged guy like Zach Gowan was. I want to be known as a phenomenal wrestler. And they're like, oh yeah, that guy also has one leg.
1: Malako and I did eventually wrestle that night. And uh, before we're going out, for some reason, I don't know what the reason is. Jessie Jane, who is a porn star, an adult film actress, was meant to do some promo with Jim Ross in the very beginning. Well, she came late. She didn't make it. And they were wondering what to do with her. And Chavo actually came up to me. He's like, can you use her as your manager? And I uh, I I was like, I guess. Jessie Jane is a mother. I know that. I did bring her out as my manager. And I did say Jessie James, which I think says a lot about me that I'm not one of these people who have seen a million of her movies. I think I've seen her, she looked familiar, but I thought her name was Jesse James. It was Jesse Jane, but I think by saying Jesse James on the microphone really fast, nobody knew, I don't think she knew. You can tell by this bubbly personality that she's just there for a good time, and she was. <coughs>
10: <laughs> <Just kidding.
1: laughs> hey, you were great.
11: Thanks. What it was you, fun. How did you know what to do? Well, you know what, y'all kind of told me. No, I was kidding. <laughs> no, but no. You know, you I just kind of went with the flow. I felt like everybody, what y'all were, you guys were doing, and I was like, okay, I'm just gonna do my thing and add lib and fill fill it out. You were a natural. <laughs> start starting seeing if I can get this. Yeah,
1: you were a natural. Thanks. You got all the beats and stuff. Thank like, you. Yeah. You got it. Thanks. What are you doing here?
11: Hi. Huh? You know what? It's, Why?
1: What do you know about wrestling? What's you, going on? You know here?
11: what? I do like wrestling. I am a Fan of wrestling, but you know, uh, I, you know, Justin Roberts is one of my good friends, and I kind of got into that world. And there were, and then I met Jerry, and they're like, "Hey, what do you think about trying to do it?" And I was like, "You know what? I would, I would love to try it. I think yeah. it'd be rad." So.
1: And you and like you're having fun with these little shows.
11: and my god, this is so much fun, and everybody's so cool and fun. So I'm like, oh yeah, I was like, it's on.
1: I love it. Yeah. Welcome to indie wrestling. <laughs> Thank you. You should Woo! come around more. <laughs> I'm
11: coming around, boy. I plan on coming here. Oh,
1: that was a bad. Plan. On words, I don't even know if you oh. <laughs> See,
11: I, I I just spit it I... out. I don't even know I'm doing it. <laughs> yeah, all right,
1: keep, keep coming, keep coming around. Keep
11: coming
5: around. <laughs> Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps—you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, with daily bonuses. That should brighten. Your
6: The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Ch-ch-chumba. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. we're prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: The next day, there was one last show, a Sunday show in Denton, Texas. Now, when I think of Denton, Texas, there's a Mountain Goat song that, that I really like. But I guess most wrestling fans think of the Von Erichs. Or even Stone Cold, I think, went to college in Denton, Texas. Either way, it was at the Denton Skate Park where Marshall Von Erich told me he got skate lessons as a kid. And now he was wrestling in front of 100 people. And it was fun. It was a very fun show. And I thought we'd close off this Texas chapter with a talk from Chavo Guerrero from the legendary... Texas Guerrero's. You know what, man?
12: What it is is, it's just we're from Texas. Guerrero's. There's, there's not a lot of Guerrero's from Texas. Von Erich's from Texas. Von Erichs aren't very active too much anymore. So, really, I mean it's kind of us sometimes, you know, so, you know, shot Michaels from, from San Antonio, and you got, you know, Austin from, from that area, but not a family lineage, you know what I mean? So, when I come to Texas, I got people that were my fans, I got people coming up to my, my dad's and my uncle's fans, I got people that, that are older that were my grandfather's fans, and then, you, you so you got all these different generations, then you got young kids that, oh, we saw Vicky, so-and-so place. so, I, I, it spans a lot different of the uh, generations.
1: In my head, you, and I'm probably wrong, but I listen to your Marin podcast, but I, I okay. it, all, it always passes me. I forget everything. Sure, yeah, I got <laughs> like you. it. You're a wrestler. Yeah, <laughs> too many bumps ahead.
12: But well, <laughs> is fake, and there's no concussions. Oh, like, God. Uh, yeah, I got
1: uh, it. I, yeah. You know, some people talk to me about how, like, I, I'll not slur my words, but, like, I'll forget sentences, and I'll yeah. be like, yeah, you got to remember. Uh, for 20 years now, I've slammed my head against the mat.
12: Yeah, exactly, man. I mean, so. they say every time you, even those little stars that you see, it's a slight concussion. I mean, how many does... Has, has, oh, I thought they were talking
1: about me. Well, <laughs> us too. The, <laughs> st- all the stars, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
12: But how many times has that happened to you? Hundreds? Yeah. Thousands? Yeah. Well, those are little concussions, so man.
1: Like, cut me some slack when I forget a word. Exactly. You, yeah, for I, sure, man. I can't think of a question. No, but like you, in my head, you started in WCW. And I don't know if that's
12: right. I did well. I mean, I did a little bit of indie stuff, very, very, that's very what I was, slight. Like
1: the idea of doing these matches, these like little crappy shows in El Paso or whatever.
12: I did, and now I, when I first started, uh, I debuted in '93, but I didn't start wrestling again. Or I, you know, I, I wrestled once or twice here. And I started training and with my uncle Mondo in Anaheim. and I'd go to TJ and wrestle here and there with Ringmaster's uncle, um, here and there. But then. In '95 is when I I quit everything and moved to, to El Paso, Texas. Moved back to El Paso and started living with Eddie and started really, really training. And then ten months later, I was in WCW. Gotcha. So you did ten months of like, would you go to the little crappy shows? Absolutely, yeah. man. Yeah, we were we would wrestle. Did in, you go to Den? No, no, no. We I was wrestling in either anywhere in El Paso, but I'd wrestle across the border in Juarez, Mexico. There's a bunch of little spot shows down there. And sometimes I remember one time I wrestled in front of like must have been, you know, 15 people, and I was kind of pissed, I was like, 15, man, I shouldn't be wrestling here, and then Eddie brought me aside, you know, typical green boy, Eddie pulled me aside, and he goes, who, who, who the F do you think you are, and I'm like, well, and he's like, just work, you need experience, I don't care if it's in front of a thousand people, or 15 people, we wrestle, 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 and that made me realize, ah, like, oh, yeah, he's right, you know, you think you know everything, well, you, you know, and then, you, well, so.
1: Especially coming from the family with your...
12: Yeah, like yeah, your family. yeah, 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 sure, you know, and especially in that area, you know, that, that's where we were, we were from and trained and, you know, everybody knows us from that area, um, you know, so I, then I got the mentality, of, man, I just Russell and I'd rustle, I'd take every show that I could, you know, and just experience, experience every time, and you look back at those little shows, and there's sometimes, you know, yeah, it was a crappy show and nothing, but every once in a while, it's like, ah, oh, I learned a super valuable lesson at that show.
1: Who were the king of the Texas indie shows at that time? Like, well, who was on top
12: well, see that we were, but see we, it it we, right we, Mexico, we were in yeah, Mexico, so we were across the border. It'd be like this guy named Cinta de Oro, which means uh, Gold Belt. Um, I mean, they'd always bring guys, you know, in like main stars and stuff. But for the most part, it was um, just the, the local, you know, the indie scene there. You know, like uh, if you remember, there's uh, an exotical wrestler named Casandro. He's he's great. He's awesome. But he was that's when he kind of started. He was in my one of my first second matches together, you know. But he was already established. So he's he's been around. That guy's been around for a long time.
1: And selfishly, I didn't want to just talk about Texas wrestling with Chavo. Uh, I wanted to talk about Glow. I love the show, and I think it's so cool that he's involved with the show. And then he taught all those women to wrestle. Like, I love comedy podcasts, so I'll listen to, like, all these girls are on all the different podcasts. Sure, sure. And they're talking about training and getting in there. And I heard, a-
12: I, heard I heard Allison Bree one time say, and she was on a podcast, and this is, you know, after we filmed the first season, and I know they, they loved and respect wrestling, and they did, they knew nothing about wrestling. They're not even really were athletes, but the empowerment that we give them with with. With our training, and we, you know, get them to pick girls up, and they're, they're, we get tears daily because they're like, we never knew we could be this strong. You know, it's different than regular training. Like we were training, we were training. You know, an asshole, I kick the shit out of you. But you know, for Glow, you know, we try to get them to love wrestling because I didn't want them to hate wrestling. It's you know, this is. You know, they're the actresses. We got to know what this is. They're wrestling in a scene. They're not wrestling in WrestleMania. So, you know, when I first saw Ellison Bridge I heard her do a podcast or interview, and somebody said, oh, you know, so wrestling's fake, right? And she was like, oh, oh, no, 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 no. That's the wrong terminology. That's, it's not fake. It's entertainment, sure, I get it, but it's not. It's real. We're really falling. We're bumping. And I was like, yes, yeah, so, those so are my girls.
1: Mixing the worlds. Acting, comedy, wrestling, glow. It's the perfect show. Season two comes out soon. Not a paid advertisement. Maybe they should pay me to advertise them. And my mom wants me to pay her because uh she thinks she's getting famous.
5: that's Chumbacasino.com.
6: No purchase necessary. VTW group void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18
1: plus. And this week she does answer a question about the birth of Mae Young's hand. And we'll hear that right after some plugs and... Upcoming events. All right, the best way that you can support Colt merch.com, digitalcult.com, Twitter and Instagram at Colt Cabana, Facebook slash AOW Podcast, also slash Colt Cabana. my storytelling podcast, Pro Wrestling Fringe, plus past archives of this show. They're ad-free. They're on Stitcherpremium.com slash Colt. Use the code COLT. Get a free month. Colt Wrestling at gmail.com is my very public email. Maybe you're a promoter wanna put me on your upcoming show or convention. I have a YouTube channel. I also have a website, ColtCabana.com. You can send me something on my P.O. box, and I would really appreciate it. Upcoming Friday and Saturday, April 27th, 28th. West Palm Beach in Lakeland, Florida doing commentary for ROHwrestling.com. May 4th, Brooklyn, New York, WrestleProOnline.com. May 5th, I'm doing a training camp along with Tom Pritchard, Pat Buck, and Rip Rogers. That will be in Rahway, New Jersey at WrestleProOnline.com. May 9th, 11th, 12th, and 13th. Boston, Toronto, Detroit, and Chicago land doing commentary, rohwrestling.com. Saturday, May 19th, Nashville, Tennessee, Facebook slash Overdrive Pro TN. Sunday, May 20th, Chicago, Illinois, Zellopro.com. Friday, May 25th, Marionette, Illinois, AA Wrestling.com. Saturday, June 9th, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Chicara Pro. Com. Intro music today by the ukulele teacher on YouTube. Outro music by super fun, yeah, yeah, rocket ship. Podcast cover art designed by Jimmy Lee and photo by Jay Muscle White. Huge thanks for coming on the show this week. Dysfunction, Silas Young, Chelsea Green, DJ Z, Eugene Malico, Chavo Guerrero, and adult film star Jesse Jane. And let's thank our sponsors, highspots.com. A VOD service that's amazing, a best friends show that I'll be on soon with Marty DeRosa, AMA knee pads, gear, mask, a wrestling ring if you need it. Also, onehourteas.com. They help run prowrestlingteas.com. That's where you can support your favorite independent wrestler directly. All right. Hashtag Ask Cabana Mom. Just tweet me at Cole Cabana with the hashtag Mom and ask something you'd want to know. I can send her pictures or short videos, but please, she's not going to know the history of professional wrestling. She'll just know what she sees. So ask smart, be creative. This week, at The Cody Masters says to my mom, when I was younger, I saw Mae Young give birth to a hand. How is that possible? Question mark. So I made her watch it, and here's her reaction.
10: Hello, it's Mama Cabana from her studio apartment in blistering heat in Scottsdale, Arizona. I was asked to watch this hilarious video of Mae Young giving birth. And I have to say, the only birth I have ever watched was probably farm animals and possibly the birth of my own two children, one being called Cabana. I have a question. Was there a birth certificate? Was it male or female? A good name for a male would be handsome. I have to say, there was very unsanitary conditions there. All those people, no gloves. You just wouldn't see that today. There wasn't even a doctor. Was it a midwife or was it a mid-husband? And was someone giving her a hand job? She must have been a cougar. Because she was 48 years older than Mark Henry. What was he thinking? Or what was she thinking, to be perfectly honest with you? And what was she wearing? I didn't get it. On the way to give birth, she was wearing a dress with glitters. Looks like she was on her way to a wedding. Or or was that her old prom dress? Or was she going her wrestling gig? It just seemed... Very inappropriate to be having uh, surgery or giving birth in that type of outfit. But wrestlers do their own thing, I guess. And so that's it. Being the mom of a wrestler, I get it. So signing off, Mama Cabana, until we meet again, thanks! Farm animals? Where does... (laughs) Oh,
1: bless her heart. Thanks for watching that not many did at the time and not many want to now all right this has been the art of wrestling for colt cabana i'm colt cabana thanks
10: i couldn't remember if i said she was a cougar i did okay i gotta start over okay Oh I like her was a hand job being performed